So imagine for just a second that you are on your way to the car dealership looking to purchase your next car, whether it's a, a car, truck, whatever it is, you're there going to buy your next car. And what if I came and you said, hey, look, there's this coupon that you could use right now that you could get 30 to 40% off your vehicle. Would you take me up on it, right? Most of you are like, okay, what's the catch, <laughs> right? Because that sounds too good to be true, especially right now when when car prices are crazy, right? Well, what if I told you that, okay, I can't save you any money on your car, right? But what if I could do that for your healthcare expenses? Or maybe even for a massage, right? What if I could do that for those sort of expenses? That that is exactly what we're gonna talk about today. And most people don't know this stuff. So I hope to blow your mind today with all the different ways to put more money in your pocket and to even potentially put money aside for retirement expenses, right? So. We're going to talk about all this stuff today. If you're new here, my name is Dallin Hawes, I'm a financial planner serving you guys as federal employees, helping you guys get the most out of your benefits and retire confident. So we're going to dive right in. And, and by the title, you probably know this, this video is on FSAs and HSAs or flexible spending accounts and health savings accounts. Okay. So again, an FSA is a flexible spending account and HSA is a health savings account. Now, the first question we have to an- answer here is why should you even care about this, right? FSA, HSA, it sounds boring um, and it gets, you know, in, we, we're going to get into the weeds a little bit, but there's a lot of details here. So why should you even care? Well, let me kind of walk you through this. What these accounts allow you to do is to pay for um, medical expenses with pre-tax dollars and to never have to pay taxes on that money. So if you want to pay less than taxes, this is a good place for you. Okay. So. This is kind of how it works. Let's say, let's do an example. Let's say you have $1,000 worth of expenses you're going to pay this year for different things, whether it's dental, vision, whatever it is. Let's say there's $1,000 of things you're going to pay for this year. Well, if you do not use one of these accounts, well, guess what? How much money do you actually have to earn to be left with $1,000 to pay for these things out of pocket, right? So let's say, if I had to just ballpark Let's say you have to earn about $1,500 because guess what? You earn $1,500 and what comes out? Well, you got to pay for Medicare, Social Security, taxes, federal taxes, state taxes. So easily between 30 to 40% of your money that you earn goes to those things, Medicare, Social Security, federal and state income taxes. So you make a $1,500 and you're left with $1,000, right? You're left with $1,000 to then pay for your medical expenses, right? So you got to make 1500 to be left with a thousand and then you pay for your medical expenses, right? Well, okay. With an FSA or an HSA, if you put the money into these accounts, let's say an HSA, okay, then from your HSA, you can pay for these expenses. And first the money you, that goes into the HSA, you can get a tax deduction for that. And then when it comes out and pays for these expenses, it comes out tax free, tax-free. So that is why it is so crucial to understand some of the differences. Now, if you don't understand the differences between an HSA and an FSA, we're going to dive, in that, dive into that right now. But you have to understand them because there's even more potential savings for you just by understanding the nuances between an HSA and an FSA. But again, both an FSA and an HSA will allow you put, to put in pre-tax dollars. And then if you spend it on um, of course, you know, qualified expenses, then you can, it comes out completely tax free. So you never pay taxes on that money. Okay. So now we are going to dive right in. 
to the pros and cons of an HSA and an FSA, okay? So the first thing we're gonna to touch on is how much can you put into these accounts every year, right? Well, for an FSA, you can put in $2,850 a year, but for an HSA, you could put more. If it's just you, if you have an only self-only self plan, you know, it's 3,600 or 3,650. If you have a family plan, whether it's self plus one or a family plan, it's 7,300. So you could certainly put more um, in an HSA. So when it comes to that, HSA so far is winning, right? It's better. Now, the one big question is, okay, what if you have extra funds in the account at the end of the year? What happens, right? Well, with an FSA, the only amount you can actually roll over to the next year is $570. Now, again, these numbers, these contribution limits, and, and this number here um, of how much can roll to the next year change over time, right? These numbers are for 2022, but again, if you're watching this in the future, these could be different. Now, when it comes to an HSA, you can roll over an unlimited amount into the next year. There's no rules on that. So basically, any money that goes into an HSA is your money, right? It's yours forever, no matter what. With an FSA, there's more complicated rules, and we're going to get into that here shortly. So the next question is, okay, can you invest the funds in your FSA and HSA? Now, many of you may have never heard of this before, but now you do. So the answer is an FSA, no, you cannot. That is not part of the deal. But for an HSA, you can. And so this is how many, many people actually accumulate tens, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars in their HSA. Because guess what? They contribute maybe the max every year. They put money into it. And they know, hey, it's their money, right? And they get a tax deduction for putting money in, which is amazing. And then they go ahead and invest that money. So over time, they get compounded growth. And if they start relatively young, well, it can add to a large amount over time. That is huge. And even if you go, let's say, go into retirement with an HSA, obviously you can't put more money into an HSA once you're on Medicare and other things like that. But you can use your HSA to pay for healthcare expenses in retirement. That can be a huge asset to have in retirement when potentially your healthcare expenses are going to be higher than ever. To have that bucket of tax-free money, as long as you use it for healthcare expenses, then you're good to go. So again, the HSA so far is winning. Okay, it's better than the FSA so far. So the next question, okay, what kind of expenses can I pay for? out of these accounts, right? I'm not gonna dig into this too, too in depth because it's a long list, but if you wanna go for to see what an FSA covers, if you go to fsafeds.com, you can find a whole list of all the things that it covers. Now, um, an HSA generally covers all the things an FSA covers, but with a few more things. It's generally more flexible than an FSA. So again, you can cover, let's say, Medicare Part B premiums when you're on Medicare. You can cover long-term care premiums. There's more flexibility in how you use an HSA. Now, the next question, okay, what is the catch, right? That's always a question when you talk about a cool tool like this. Okay, what is the downside, right? For an FSA, let's talk about it. So basically, if you change employers, let's say you go to the private side, right? You leave the federal government or you retire, something like that, you can no longer use your FSA. It's gone, it's gone. So basically, that money is not portable, right? It, it stays with the employer, right? And so if you have a bunch of money in there, you leave, well, it's gone. It's gone, right? And again, you can only move, uh, leave $570 in the account at the end of the year. So if you don't spend it, it's gone. It goes to the employer, right? Now, 
on the HSA side, so far the HSA is, sounds way better than the FSA, but what's the catch of an HSA, right? Well, an HSA requires you to have what they call a high deductible health plan. Now, hang with me. I know that's a scary word, high deductible. No one likes high deductible, but hang with me here because, again, this, again, could save you thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars a year depending on your situation. Okay, hang with me. So, a high deductible plan, what does that mean? Basically, as many of you already know, a high, to have a high deductible means it's going to take a higher amount of expenses for the health insurance company to start kicking in and paying for expenses, right? So what that means is you are going to be covering more of the smaller expenses. And then if, if something big comes up, of course, your insurance company comes up and pays and pays for that. Well, what are the advantages of a, health, uh, a high deductible plan? First, premiums can be significantly cheaper, right? So yes, um, maybe you're paying more out of pocket for little expenses that come up along the way, but you're saving a whole bunch of premiums and you can put money in an HSA, right? You have access to an, to an HSA, again, which you get a tax deduction for, right? And you can invest it over time and it comes out tax-free assuming you, you use it on qualified expenses. And many high deductible plan providers will actually put money into your HSA for you, right? They're like, hey, thanks for being part of the plan. We're going to put money into your HSA so you can use that, right? It's free money, right? Obviously, you're paying for the plan. It's not free, but it's a, it's a perk. It's a perk, right? So there's tons of advantages, right? Well, what's the disadvantage? Well, sometimes if someone doesn't have cash on hand to cover some of these small expenses, it could be stressful to, high, to have a high deductible plan. But let me tell, tell you this too. There are many FEHB, so federal health insurance plans, that actually the max out-of-pocket limit is lower for high deductible plans than it is for other plans. So what does that mean? The max out-of-pocket limit is basically the, the most amount you would have to pay out-of-pocket in a year that you have tons of medical expenses. Once you get to this cap, then the insurance company is going to cover the rest, right? That's what it means. Well, many federal health insurance plans that are high deductible actually have a lower max out-of-pocket limit than some of the other plans, right? So what that means is for a year that you have high expenses, sometimes if you, you got to look at all the plans, there's so many plans and so many details here, but you want to find one that has a lower out-of-pocket limit, right? So yes, you have a higher deductible, you're covering some of the smaller expenses, but let's say you have a year where you have tons of expenses, medical expenses, well, your max out-of-pocket limit is the max you're going to be paying. And of course, you have your HSA and you have these things to cover and things like that. So now, a high deductible plan does not make sense for everyone. All right? It does not make sense for everyone. And basically, if you consistently hit your deductible, you have consistently high medical bills and things like that, it may not make sense for you. It may not make sense. It doesn't make sense for everyone. And one more quick thing before I forget. So one other downside of an HSA. So... It's not a downside, but it's a requirement to use an HSA, is you cannot be covered with another non-high deductible plan. So that includes if you're on Medicare, you cannot put new money into an HSA. If you're on TRICARE, you cannot use an HSA, you cannot put money in an HSA. If you're on a spouse's plan, you cannot put money into an HSA. So you've got to be on a high deductible plan by yourself, right? Or not by yourself, but that's the only plan that covers you as a high deductible plan. Then you can use an HSA over time. So again, this doesn't make sense for everyone, especially let's say you're on, you're on TRICARE or something like that. 
But if it does make sense for you, it can make a vast, vast difference over time. Now, another question I get all the time is, okay, can I use actually an, an FSA and an HSA at the same time? Can I double dip, right? And the answer is no, you cannot. They are mutually exclusive. If you use one, you are not allowed to use the other one. Now, there's a nuance here. Okay, so many people have heard of AFSA. There's actually a different type of FSA called a Lex FSA. Okay, if you Google it, you can find some info on it. It is a Lex FSA. So what the Lex FSA or how the Lex FSA differs from the regular FSA is actually it is limited in what kind of expenses it covers, right? So it covers dental and vision. But so why would you want to use a Lex FSA if it's more limited than a normal FSA? Well, let me tell you. You can actually use a Lex FSA and an HSA at the same time. So can you use a normal HSA and a normal FSA together? No, you cannot. But you can use an HSA and a Lex FSA at the same time and double dip. So what does that allow you to do? Well, it allows you to use your Lex FSA for dental and vision expenses because that's what that account can pay for, right? And potentially that can allow your HSA to continue to grow over time. You can continue to invest it and build a nest egg for medical expenses or maybe Medicare Part B premium in retirement, right? It could be a big, big deal to build up a, a nest egg to pay for these sort of things later. And again, in my day job, I'm a financial planner helping federal employees with these exact sort of things to help them maximize their benefits and their retirement. And there's actually a link below to get tons of resource for, resources from our firm, whether it's you know our book on the TSP, whether it's scheduling a, an appointment with our firm, whatever it is, there's tons of resources below and um, that you can feel free to check out. So have an incredible rest of your day. We'll talk soon.